This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie here, back consciously recoupled on a Monday afternoon. Good to be back together. Missed you. Could have done with you last week uh, some counselling that was going on. Not far off PTSD from something I did ago. I did about a week ago now. What have you been up to? I put my hand up and said, yeah, I'll dress up as a T-Rex for my five-year-old's <laughs> birthday party. What a mistake that turned out to be. You, you quite like, I'd say you overall, in your, your career in radio, you like an outfit. Do you know what I mean? You like an outfit. I dressed as a chicken uh, back in the early days, You got yes. form, you got previous. Uh, a, a, a chicken that uh, did the travel news. What, what a concept that was. We, we in fact, we actually sold the, the dinosaur onesie that you wore when we did our... Very true. ...show from a bed up in Manchester. The other Very true. ...car boot sale. So you've got form. Which is why, when the idea of dressing up as a T-Rex is suggested for a five-year-old's party. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Costumes costumes are fine. The five-year-old's is where it's different. 37 of these kids. Wow. And I don't know what I was expecting when I walked into the room, but it wasn't to be savage. This is, this is the cacophony that's uh, going on in the background here. Have a listen to this. I... I just, oh, my word. I just thought they'd see this T-Rex and would be like, oh, wow, that's amazing, but you can hear that... All, screaming, just all over. No one's in fear. They're all just going for it, whacking me. I can't see what's going on. Just feeling the sense of 37 kids destroying this outfit. I've seen the video of it. They're all, like, prodding you and stuff like that yeah, as well, yeah. which would just trigger me off. I mean, I know they're lovely little kids now. I think I'd have started swinging. <laughs> they're all treading on the tail, so the visor that you'd look out the front has ridden up. You can't see, so you're trapped inside a T-Rex just being beaten up. Do you always remind me of the irony of it being a dinosaur? It reminded me of that... Uh, you remember the scene in the first Jurassic Park movie where a cow is lowered down yes. for the dinosaurs and all the trees start moving? <laughs> you, you were like a lamb to the slaughter in that outfit. The irony was... It was the kids who were behaving like the dinosaurs. So, yes. Did you, you ever dressed up and immediately regretted it? You've agreed to dress up and regretted that decision? I, I've managed to avoid... I mean, I've had a couple of terrible work outfits over the years. Um, Pontins, looking at you right now. <laughs> but really, really for me, in terms of the spectre of, of, of dressing up, uh, my, my first ever girlfriend... Uh, used to work at Wimpy yeah. in Torquay and she used to dress up as Mr Wimpy at the weekends. There you go. For, for, the, for work. So, <laughs> <laughs> you've seen the trauma and avoided it as a result. You're the lucky one. I can't make eye contact with Mr <laughs> Wimpy now. It's, it's just too triggering. Uh, Ross in Torquay has just tweeted the show to say, I also used to dress up in that Mr. Wimpy outfit in the Torquay store. I was talking about it just this weekend. So another person that's scarred by Mr. Wimpy. This is outrageous. Is that a big old trident and that as well? <laughs> uh, tweet here, I used to have to wear a giant banana outfit uh, at Asda uh, for a promotions job. I had random kids kicking oh. and punching me all day long. What is it about seeing someone in an outfit that makes kids go so crazy? It's like catnip. It's not an invite, guys. Andy the Fireman says, as part of my brigade's 40th anniversary open day gala in 1988, uh, I was made to dress as Wellifants to entertain the children. I got battered by them. Ended up climbing on top of a fire engine for safety. The repairs to the costume cost £200. I feel bad. Is it naive of me not to know who Wellifant is? Who is Wellifant? Wellifant was back in the day, because uh, I also had to dress once as Wellifant. Oh, well, the plot thickens. <laughs> My work experience was with the fire brigade, and that's what I did for a whole week. So, so absolutely stitched He's up. the mascot of the fire brigade, the Wellifant. 
fire brigade red elephant because of course he puts fires out with his trunk. This, I was just thinking, what's you know? I think elephants would be terrible in a fire. <laughs> just sit down and blink with those weird long eyelashes. Uh, Dave says, I was once drafted in at the last minute to a school fete dressed as a Power Ranger. I was going to jump for a paper mache wall, but it got wet, so I ended up arriving and standing up through the sunroof of a Ford Sierra. <laughs> I got battered senseless by the kids. There's a theme running here. <laughs> uh, right, uh, Karen's hanging on, dressed up and regretted it. What happened, Karen? Yeah, I'm a teacher. I was teaching my year three class, um, and it was Roman day, so we all had to wear togas, and uh, I stupidly put it on before I got to work, and then I broke down and had to call the AA, and I was dressed as a, as a Roman. Amazing. It's like uh, M. Night Shalaman's The Village. You there in your old-fashioned <laughs> outfit by a, a modern A-road? <laughs> Sorry, spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, I, yeah. I had to stand on the side of the road. It was very embarrassing. I was going to ask. There was a part of the the whole breakdown procedure where you're you're stood by the side of the stricken car. Was it a particularly busy one? Uh, yeah, it was on the side of um, uh, the A2, which is like it's like a motorway. So, and you have to get out and stand behind the barrier. Amazing. So, um, Do you yeah. know what? There would have been, there would have been a load of people that saw that on the way to work or whatever, and then, and, and they still talk about that. S- still talk about it now. Gemma about... <laughs> Toga Lady yeah. on the A6 or whatever it was. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it was it was raining as well, so it was just terrific. I've never well booked day last week. I don't do it anymore because yeah, I still have nightmares. Pudsey the Bear, another oh. a, another one here. Uh, this this text says I was mauled uh, and. Well, savaged by numerous five-year-olds, the headmistress said you could do another four classes if you wanted. I was sweating like a pig. I couldn't see, and I had feet the size of dinner plates. If you, too, have dressed up and regretted it, we want to hear about it. Is it bad that I don't like Pudsy Bear? I, I, I'm, I, I don't like push him over. <laughs> In his blind spot. I think, it's, I think it's OK to have a dislike for him, but to be fine with the charity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly the point. <laughs> I'm not a fan of his. But uh, my good friend from Zatu Games has just messaged me to say, to my knowledge, I still hold the record at the BBC for the longest time in the Pudsy Bear outfit. He was in it for over an hour, and apparently, and this is pure BBC for having a policy on it, apparently the BBC poli- policy is you can't stay in Pudsy for more than 25 minutes at a time. Wow! So th- who knew that about Pudsy Bear? Uh, Lee, tell us, uh, what was it you dressed up that uh, you regretted? Yeah, um, we'd, we'd been invited to a Halloween party, um, and it didn't happen at Halloween. It happened three weeks later, I think. Okay, and okay. So I'm about out of breath because I've just been working. The, um, what, are you, what are you doing? Why are you so out of breath? What's going on? I'm a maintenance man for an uh, uh, education trust. Oh, OK, so cool. I've just been carrying stuff. That's fine. That's cool. We appreciate you <laughs> you're talking to us. So carry on then. You, you out, yeah, kind of out of date uh, Halloween thing. Yeah. Um, so the wife suggested we go as Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. So I said, just as a twist, you can go as Frankenstein and I'll put your wedding dress on. During the night, there were some other people, other guests who couldn't find the place. Uh-huh. So I'd not been drinking, so everybody thought it would be a good idea for me to go and meet said guests, bring them back to the house. So I said, yeah, all right, I'll go and get them. Uh-huh. At that point, they said, oh, they're just down the road in the Complete Angler, which is a really busy pub for football sports. The Complete Angler? Up, yeah, yeah, the Complete Angler in Norwich. So I ended up walking into a pub full of uh, football supporters dressed in a wedding dress. <laughs> three uh, three weeks after Halloween. <laughs> three weeks after Halloween. What yeah. was their reaction to you in there in a wedding dress? 
Well, that's quite good, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I bet. I've never found it so easy to pull in all my life. <laughs> uh, text here, I was once a shift leader for Wimpy in Tamworth. So many Wimpy people. We, we're going to have people tonight manning the phones to take your calls about if you've got long-lasting effect <laughs> from dressing up as Mr Wimpy for the Wimpy restaurant. This message here says, I used to threaten my staff with the Mr Wimpy outfit um, and dole out time in the suits for being late on shift. What about that? The Trident's good, though. If you want to G people along, <laughs> maybe it's a nightmare getting your kids ready for school morning get a trident uh, bill's hanging on bill you dressed up and regretted it well this is a bit of fun uh, my kids were young god knows long ago 20 years or so we're watching this sunday afternoon travel program the kids caught a glimpse of this guy the naked cowboy he's a new york street entertainer dresses up in cowboy boots stets and underpants and not much else oh yeah thought it was, thought it was hilarious so they dashed off to tell their mum who was in the bath at the time so me ever the one for a, a nonsense picked up my guitar and this old wide-brimmed hat that I had, stepped down to my underpants outside, stepped into the bathroom and stummed away singing a wee silly song to them, which they thought was highly hilarious. Uh, thought nothing more of it until, oh, God knows how long, a few months later, my daughter came back from school with a card that she'd made telling her, oh, my dad's great, he does very funny things. The funniest thing he did was to take off all his clothes and then he sang a song. <laughs> Dad, Dad's head's gone again. Head's gone again. And that was shared with the entire class. Well, it's never been mentioned. I assumed uh, she must have been handed it into the teacher or something. Uh, I don't. I don't. Oh, you'd be called in for an intervention these days. Times to change, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I would say every mum and dad of uh, of your daughter's class knows you are the naked cowboy at home. Oh yes. <laughs> It's quite possible. Uh, Rich still regressing. He says he's 50 now, but in the mid 80s, first job, Wimpy's in Birmingham City Centre, dressing one. up as the beef eater. So many Wimpy stories. I feel like this should be a bit, you know, like at the end of EastEnders, where there's a phone line you can <laughs> yeah. call if you've been affected by it. If, if you were made to dress <laughs> as the beef eater from the Wimpy's, uh, you know, I get in touch, speak to other people who are going through the same stuff. Says it involved taking a walk through the Bullring Shopping Centre, handing out leaflets. Kids just saw it as an excuse to trip you up by standing on the big foam shoes that went with the outfit. That's just, honestly, long-lasting, uh, you know, emotional scarring for people. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, I don't know, if you've got the same kind of routine thing that you do every evening when you get home from work. My other half, Katie, and I have the same routine. Each night, we have our dinner, sit down and watch true crime documentaries <laughs> on Netflix, eat biscuits and drink tea, just what we do. Wait for one of the kids to wake up. Um, and we kind of try different biscuits each and every week. So we'll go to, like, wherever we do the big shop, shop like Aldi or Tesco or whatever. I'll always look for biscuits that I've never tried before right. so I can at least say I've tried them. It's kind of like a bit of a biscuit connoisseur. And I always think the test of a good biscuit, if you're having it with, with a cup of tea, is obviously it's all in the dunk. Absolutely. It's down to the dunk. And it's what I find it interesting because there are, like, biscuits that you think, oh, they'd be great for dunking in your tea and then they're terrible. And then there's biscuits you think wouldn't wouldn't really be up to much, but just the, the notion of dunking them into tea almost changes the flavour. Mm. And it's like almost a bit of chemistry going on there. But I was thinking about how do you know what, what is good for dunking and what isn't? Because there's no, like, if you look on the back of, like, um, you know, pack of biscuits or whatever there's loads of information on there like where they've come from what their calorie count is uh their origin and and uh you know energy kilojoules that kind of thing nothing about dunking no there isn't do you mean should, why don't we have that why can't that be on the back of packets and i feel like as a consumer we presented with a lot of information there's quite a gray area do you know what i mean that's where cheese has got it sorted they've got the maturity on the on their cheddar and that you know if it's going to be strong or if it's yeah. going to be weak well even if you're going to have uh, get like a, one of them curries pre-packed curry thing yeah. that you stick in the microwave it's got the little chilli symbol got the chilies. you know where you stand 
Uh, so it would be nice at some point to get kind of like a, a definite answer on this, mm. one way or the other. Something like a dunk index. That'd be good. Dunk index. That's, yeah. the, that's what we could call it. Uh, and we could, that could be an official thing. Maybe Imagine that, the dunk index becomes a thing they use across the world. It'd be great, McVitie's going, what's the DI of this DI. digestive? But that'd be perfect. It's, yeah. a, it's a 3.5, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, just so I know. I'll, I'll put that on the system. That's the conversation we want to kind of have. Just by means of a survey, tell us what you think the elite dunking biscuit in the whole of the world is, in your opinion. We're open-minded, but uh, I, I very much know the answer to this. I don't know what you're going to go for here. <laughs> I, don't, I genuinely don't know. Fox's chocolate round. Oh, you've bought them a few times on a Friday for I us have, here. Yeah, they are so good. Uh, so if you if you can't picture your fox's chocolate round, uh, first of all, you've not lived. Uh, <laughs> it is a fully encased uh, milk chocolate biscuit. Innards of it are shortbread. There's a little hole in the middle, like oh, yeah. a little belly button in the in the middle of the biscuit kind of thing, which uh, which your tea will weep through if you do dunk it. But that's good. Adds a little bit of solidity to it. But because it is encased in chocolate, it's got a very very high di. If we're gonna refer to the Dunk Index. Yeah, yeah. It will not break because it is encompassed by chocolate. I, I love. I do. I've, we've had them at home before, but you don't get very many in the packet. That's that no, is you the don't. Only other thing, no, isn't you it? don't. Do you and mean? that is why you are paying for a premium. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably find out more if this if this Dunk Index takes off. I think the ones where you get loads <laughs> in the packet, yeah. they're the ones that are going to crumble quickly because you ain't paid much for them. You've gone top end. I'm going to go the absolute other end of the scale. Uh, just in, in the interest of fairness, I, I, we're massive fans of a gold bar. Do you remember gold bars? Like, it's something you might have had in your lunchbox in 1986. Yeah. Yep. They've got incredibly small over the years, now, to the point my hands can't have got that much bigger. Do you I, know what I mean? I don't want to get mired in controversy here, but you you have really opened up the spectrum. If the likes of oh, gold yeah. bars are in, then, then you're talking Kit Kats and Twixes, I might have to reinvent what I've actually just uh, answered with. Uh, well, it's your democratic right to just wow. suggest anything. So, a gold bar. Uh, very unscientifically, as I cast my eye here, I see the likes of Kathy Lovell, I'm seeing Nick, they're all tweeting... Bourbon is coming through a lot. Do you know what that is? That's a give blood biscuit. But he, I agree with you, because here's the thing. Every single person that's just suggesting bourbon biscuit, all they're doing is going bourbon. And then they don't, they don't give any reason. Yeah. It's well, just it, like a reflex, boring answer. If you want to hang out in a, in a church hall, get yourself bourbon creams. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, so we've gone for... We're going to try and work out this in, via science this week, but I've gone for gold bars. Richie's gone for a chocolate. Fox's chocolate round. Uh, we've got Hannah on the line. Hannah, what do you want to say? Melts and you get sticky fingers, so you don't get the enjoyment because you're worrying about the chocolate all over your fingers. So it's got to be a custard cream all the way. Or if you want something a little bit more upmarket, you can have a nice Jacobs Fig Roll or any other brand. Uh, a Fig uh, Roll? What was it? 1983? <laughs> oh, you got to love it. You dip it in, and then you get the softness of the biscuit and a bit of taste as well. Hannah, can I say, if you're worried about the sticky fingers with your chocolate round, then you're going in too deep. <laughs> <laughs> And that is the motto he's lived told, his entire life I've by. I've been told that before. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for phoning in and slagging off our biscuits, Hannah. Good to speak to you. Good to speak to you. Cheers. Nick on the M5 says, the ginger nut is the king of dunking. It's got at least a five-second dunk. The hot tea makes the spice of the ginger, infuses it and gives you the perfect sweet-spicy combo. Oh, I'm loving the thought that's gone behind that one, the waking up of a taste. We're, we're there thinking about the structure of the biscuits. He's thinking about taste. I he, like it. He is a biscuit sommelier. <laughs> uh, some interesting stuff coming in. Uh, Jason Hardy says lemon puffs. 
Hand down, hands down, the best biscuit. I've never even heard of a lemon puff. I don't think I know what a lemon puff is, and I can't imagine a flavour like lemon's going to go well in a tea. Brenda sa- says jammy dodgers. I think that's a child's biscuit. Oh, like Can't be a grown-up and have no, a jammy dodger. I like dodge. a jammy well, dodger know. because a hot drink softens the jam in it, which will take out fillings. Well, we could test that as well. Mullet on Twitter says Victoria Sponge. Thank me later. <laughs> that's a whole cake, mate. You can't it's dunk a cake. Can't dunk a whole Sarah Lee. Uh, David, what are we dunking? Uh, Farley's Ross because they soak up anything. Now, I, mean, I think we've talked about Farley's rusks on this show before. Uh, it, it's a shame that as of an adult course. you're not allowed to eat them. Do you know what I mean? But Do you ever see them out and about anywhere or are they still a thing? Uh, well, they were... My youngest is nine. When he was a baby, they were a thing. I don't, I don't think I've had a Farley's rusk since I was a kid. Uh, I, yeah. I, I never nibbled at the kids' ones. Well, I... I uh, we um, need to find out whether they're still a thing, don't we? Well, didn't a South African lady phone in and say that they were like a bit of a uh, a, a delicacy or really like a common biscuit uh, for people in South Africa? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So it's still a thing for them. We could definitely add it into the list for biscuits that we could test, that's for sure. A quick Google search. They are very much still available at Tesco. Great news, get in. Proper job. Thanks, guys. JT and Glenn on Twitter at the moment currently arguing over the validity of shortbread in our experiment. We'll come back to you tomorrow. On tomorrow's show, we start to work on the science and get a step closer to the dunking index. I've had a good food day today and this hasn't necessarily helped. Talking I don't think it's about biscuits for the last 55 minutes. We've been trying to behave ourselves. This is not going to help. Uh, almost at the end of tonight's show and I think it's fair to say my voice has survived. You, you've done better. I, when, when you first got in, I thought, oh, we could have a problem here. How, Having had my voice go on me a couple of weeks ago, do you remember that? And yes. I had to leave. Yes. Um, I, I didn't know whether you were going to make it through, but you've rallied. And now, your voice a couple of weeks back, when your voice was 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 on the cusp, that was that was due to illness. It was just sore throat stuff, yeah. Now, now you know through private WhatsApp messages that my voice is gone um, because of football. Yes. Did, did you think I would be here doing this... Saturday evening at 5pm when I sent you a message. The the voice note you left me immediately after leaving that game, I've never heard anything like it before in my life. <laughs> it was a mix of uh, of, of beer. <laughs> it's a lot of that. Jubilation, disbelief. It's like it's like you'd uh, been dropped back on the planet again after being kidnapped by a UFO. And if you're sat here thinking, oh, these guys are in radio and audio medium, why aren't they playing that message? There was also a mix of expletives. There was a lot of expletives on there at all. That's right. It, it was it had so many. Um, it was so much effing and jeffing in it. I had to put it closer to my ear so the kids couldn't hear it. I was just glad I wasn't driving.